hello, 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 all. It is time for another episode of Podcast Massacre. <laughs> but this is our 52nd episode. This is our year episode. Fuck. We all grown now. Look at that. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, technically, our I think our first episode was released on July 14th, so this is the week of it. So yeah. it's not officially our year, but motherfucker, this is our, our year episode. <laughs> So fight us. Thank you for listening to us, us for a whole year. That's super cool of y'all. Yeah. And if no one's uh, listening to this, fuck y'all. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> but we know we have downloads. Yeah. We have numbers. We synced it. Yep. I paid money to synced it. Uh, yeah. What did you all watch recently? You guys do anything cool? I watched a movie called Mama because the director of it, the remake, is the same director. So I wanted to see what his filming style was like. And uh, and then I read on IMDb that a lot of the actors in Mama is also in It, like the right. leper and Greta. And, and so I, I watched it, and for 90% of it, I was not impressed. It was very generic. I was going to forget about it. And then the last 10% of the film just totally took a left turn, and I was like, yep, he went there. And, and right. I, I enjoyed it. I've heard nothing but bad things about that movie. Really? Yeah. I can see why. Like, I think that was one of those ones where people were like, this is just poop. It didn't end. Fucking if it poop. ended like the generic way I thought it was going to end, I really would not recommend it. But it it did not end. It did not end the way I thought it was going to end. All right, that's cool. So I mean, if if you can trick me like that, then yeah, good for you. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. Rick, so, you watch anything? Yeah. yeah, I watched a movie called Nailbiter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fucking atrocious. It was awful. It was offensive. I can't believe I watched it. When was it made? Um, I don't, I, I don't know. Honestly, recently? this is, this is like, this was a forgettable movie. And it, it, yeah, recently, we'll say recently bargain bin, you know, $4. Fuck it. This yeah. looks like it could be cool. Well, cause I bring it up cause there's a comic series called Nailbiter by Joshua Williamson. Uh, I don't believe they're yep. connected. Okay. And that was amazing. That's an amazing comic it, series. It's not that good either. I it, love it's, it. It's pretty bad. It's amazing. I'll tell you what, I'll let you borrow the movie. Okay. Like ask me what it's about. Uh, what's I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. I fell asleep during it three times. Wow, three times. Hour and a half movie. And, you know. You was really, stoned? Well, okay. Now, saying I'm really stoned is, that, that that's a non-issue. Because I'm always pretty stoned. So that's kind of like the normal vibe okay. that I'm at. So I could sit through a movie stoned. You know? I just thought I, maybe I you got like a sleepy, a sleepy blend. No, man. I know what I'm doing. Okay. okay. I'm, a, I'm a Although, veteran. I will say that on Saturday night, so last night, yeah, I ended up um, getting really way too, way too high. And then I got the sleepy kind. So I was getting sleepy around eight and we started watching Wonder Woman. And it was just like I was trying to stay awake to watch it, but then I was just like getting really dizzy, and I was staying awake and then getting dizzy, and then staying awake and then getting dizzy. So I just closed my eyes, but then I'd be like, "I'm here, don't turn it off. <laughs> I'm here." <laughs> so I don't know what I'm doing. Is know. what I'm saying. So yeah, you're learning. If anyone, if anyone listens to this podcast and likes the movie Nailbiter, I don't want you listening to the show anymore. <laughs> I don't respect your opinion about anything. You're probably a bad person. He meant it. I I mean it 100 fucking percent. <laughs> Uh, I watched a movie a while ago, but I don't know if I ever officially talked about it on the podcast. Um, but I, I posted on Instagram about it. But probably a good month ago or so, I watched a movie called The Black Coat's Daughter. Fuck, I gotta watch that. And it is honestly one of the better films I've seen in the horror genre. And like it, it was amazing. I'll you told me that. to watch that. Yeah, I think Same. you did, didn't you? I what one was that about? That's the one about the girls at the 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 all girls school, and they get trapped there for this. So. 
the basic plot line is these two these two girls. It's the end of the semester at their all girls school. Yes. Okay. Uh, their parents okay. aren't going to be there until the following day to come pick them up, so they have to stay the night over uh, stay overnight. Um, and then crazy shit happens, and it's intercut with this kind of family of this store this family helping this runaway girl go back like follow kind of with them. And the way the stories uh, intertwine and kind of the big reveal is, honestly, I didn't expect a whole lot from this film, and mm-hmm. it blew me away. Um, I was expecting, like, a ghost vibe, and, like, it's haunted, and there's going to be like spook- the others or some shit. Yeah, I was yeah. expecting, like, spooky shit, and then you get, like, devil worship and just, like, crazy fucked up imagery, and, like, one of the coolest plots I've ever yeah. come across in my life. Like, it's not your typical, like like... Where can, where can Netflix? It's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. Yeah. It is uh, the twist of this film. I did not see coming, and as soon as it happened, I fell in love with this film. I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. Like I feel like this is one of those films that you can show to people. Then their how they react to it is how you judge them when it comes to movies that you're gonna talk to them about. I really enjoyed the the writing because the way that they implemented the story oh, in yeah. that sequence and the ending is so heartbreaking. It's yeah. such a fucked up ending it is like oh it's so fucking brutal mm-hmm. loved it loved every second of it and i love that actress um, yeah it's, a, it's got I, the girl from scream queens yeah the main girl the, the main the bitch blonde lady like the head yeah bitch the girl. emma emma something emma roberts yeah that yeah, one super good and and i just watched the entirety of season two it's got the dad queens. from dexter yep so yeah. good cast good cast everybody ever nobody overacted everybody did really well it doesn't have the chick from neon D- demon no it didn't have uh, dakota fanning or whatever well, i'm definitely not gonna watch it um, <laughs> it was another blonde chick that's been in yeah. horror films it's a slow burn like i'll give it that yeah. like it, it's really disjointing at first but i i promise you the payoff to this film is well worth it is it, is it worth 14.96 on amazon for blu-ray uh, i would say so i enjoyed it <coughs> I feel like we just did like an episode in an episode. Yeah. So we're like right now we're literally finding where we're gonna rent it or buy. I, I would say for and me, I'm, this it is like was. it's about to be like live on air. It's about to be a, a blind buy. Like, I, 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 I in would, my Amazon cart. I would right I would pay for that. Yeah. So we put faith in this. Boom. Endorsed. Done. Endorsed. There we go. Purchased. Um, pay us so money. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I think you'll like it, dude. I, I think it's Check gonna back in a couple episodes. We'll see if I did like it. I hope you do. If not, I will. I will buy it from you. How about that? <laughs> for $100. No, not for that much. <laughs> no. Uh, but anyways, this week our episode is going to be focused on, I'm going to say a genre that most of us grew up with as kind of the defining factor of what got us into horror. It didn't define our end goal for horror, but for all three of us, I think this is kind of, when we were growing up, this was the prime era for us to explore horror, and that's mm-hmm. the 90s. I know a lot of us, we love a lot of 80s stuff, but I know for me, a lot of that 80s stuff was developed after I saw sure. a lot of this stuff. Yeah. It's almost like the 80s planted the seed, Yeah, and the 90s sort of Provided germinated, germinated it. It's well, just for like, me, yeah. like, it was a lot of, a lot of like, we're going to talk about the 90s, uh, as spoiler alert, uh, but a lot of it was me watching movies in the 90s, and then going back and seeing what, um, what influenced it. Like, I clearly remember watching Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. I saw it in third grade, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And I remember as soon as I became of age, where I could actually like get a job and buy for stuff, I bought Evil Dead One and Two on on uh, DVD, or maybe it was VHS. I don't remember right. at the time, but I watched them because I wanted to. Like once I knew there was this back plot, 
I watched Evil Dead 1 and then Evil Dead 2, and then I was like, these are way better than Army of Darkness. <laughs> I like these a lot more than Army of Darkness. Like, I still love Army of Darkness. It's great. But Army of Darkness is, is a comedy. And yeah, it's a slapstick horror kind of thing. It's not really that horror, but it's just it's one of those things like, it made me go back and look. Same with like watching when, we saw, when I saw Scream and everything. I remember the first time I went back and watched uh, Friday the 13th, and I was watching it with my, my now wife. I'm just like, all right. I was like, so when's Jason going to come? When's Jason going to come? Because I'd never seen him. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, it's the mom? What? What the fuck? What the fuck is this? This is crazy. And I, I just remember, it blew me away. So I, it, it was a very, the 90s for me were that gateway drug into horror. Mm-hmm. Like I watched a lot of the older shit because that was what was available. But like as in crafting and everything I liked, the yeah. 90s was it for me. So yeah. I just kind of wanted to talk about, because I think, I mean, universally, I think people are going to say that the, the 80s is the best genre for horror. And I think everybody's going to say that because it's like a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. You know, we, we're talking generational stuff here. It's like we were all kids in the 80s, and we all remember, like, Gremlins and, like, oh, yeah. you know, the, the birth of the slasher summer camp flicks yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I mean, like, forever, if you're, well, I shouldn't generalize like this, but for me, it's like horror is synonymous with summertime. So whenever summertime comes around, I'm like so fucking giddy, and I'm popping in all the summer camp like slasher flicks, and and you just you you make that connection. Oh, but, but I think uh, I think every every decade has its has its gems, you know, and it's it, everything moves and trends. Horror is no different, and the '90s gave they it it sort of. I don't know. It sort of like just perpetuated the genre. It's like, like I said, like the '80s had that strong foothold. Like here we are in the '90s. Like all right, now let's just continue the momentum and push it forward. Mm-hmm. I I remember distinctly a lot more like horror movies being pushed in the '90s. Like and, and like, maybe because that's I was more aware. But I remember the big pushes for like Scream. I no, know you're, you did you're right. last summer. It's because um, they wanted to get kids in the theaters. Exactly. So I they mean, try to appeal to more of that um, demographic. I mean, there were so many good films that came out during the nineties. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean Scream. The first Scream was incredible. I was scared shitless. The entire franchise. And I'll even lump in the third one. I know it was garbage, but for like once you see the fourth one for the whole story, it, I don't mind it. No, I, remember, I, that, I remember liking Scream Two at the time. I don't think I ever saw Scream Three. Scream Four was fucking brilliant by the way i don't know have you have you seen it i i saw scream one and two i didn't you should it. really watch scream four it was such okay. a okay. delight I'll, I'll check it out yeah um you had silence of the lambs i mean we, whoa, whoa. we talked a lot about that. the blair witch whoa. let's let's talk Game about changer. the cultural impact of the blair witch when it came out okay it was, it was huge huge yeah no, blair witch 2 was garbage oh no and the remake no one talked about that one either i haven't seen it oh don't just don't the new blair witch the one that yeah, came they, out in like 2016? Yeah. yeah. It was bad? I'm not going to watch it. Oh. Because I didn't even enjoy the first one. <laughs> well, there ah, you go. Okay, okay. Um, be, I, and I'll tell you why. Because there is no witch in it. It is just a Blair project. Spoiler alert, no witch. Well, yeah, sure there's a witch. That's why he's looking in the corner. That's why you got to watch the newest one, because then you oh, understand. Well, you need corner. to watch just Book of Shadows and That's all true. good. That's true. Well, and I, I read all uh, the theories about who's holding the camera at what given point, and you know, I, I've done my research to try to like this movie, because it did impact a lot of movies thereafter. I can't find that energy to do that. Yeah, that's fine. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, uh, growing up, my parents are more sci-fi people than horror people, and... One of the things, one of the very first movies that I remember watching in the 90s that did scare the crap out of me was um, The Cube. 
The cube was great. And but the one with Jennifer... No, you're thinking of the cell. The cell sucked so many balls. That's why I didn't mention it. Good call. Uh, the, I don't remember the cube. I don't think I ever saw it. The, the cube premise is... is you know, it, it's a sci-fi horror. So basically, these people wake up in a room. They don't know what's going on. They're trying to get out. Uh, they're trying to use logic. Um, and then they find out that there's no food, there's no water. They're timed. And uh, each time they enter a new room, it's a new obstacle that they have to figure out. And and the whole franchise, I was just, uh, I was a fan of it. And gotcha. that was one of the first, that along with Tremors, was the first horror films that I remember. See, I need to go back and rewatch Tremors because I hated Tremors when it first came out. Loved I it. think you would be surprised at how much you love it. Given your, your resume and your background, yeah, I, you love, I just I agree. You, there's no reason you shouldn't love it. I Tremors. remember watching it and I was like, this is stupid. And I just stopped watching it. Because it's not... It is stupid. It's, it's not it's, the quintessential horror well, film. No, but like, I just, I, it's a creature feature. Yeah, I, I, don't know, I just remember as a kid like trying to watch it. And That's just, your shit. I remember it's like, this is dumb, and I just never went back and revisited yeah. it. So. I think it's because it's like Kevin Bacon and his transition trying to be like serious. and. Call me weird, but I really thought they did a good job in Stir of Echoes. Stir of Echoes was great. I thought that was yeah. a really cool film. And you know what else was great was uh, Stigmata. That's yeah. another movie yeah. that I thought was great. <laughs> no, God, for real, man. That, no, and I'm thinking the End of Day soundtrack with like Lip Biscuit and ah. Corn and all that shit. Well, it's because, uh, what's his name? Um, it was like Gabriel Burns, mm. I think is his name. And he did, uh, <laughs> he did Stigmata... And end of days back to back. So in yeah. one movie he was a priest, and in the next movie he was the devil. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I remember finding that like juxtaposition pretty, pretty entertaining. <laughs> I think like a lot of my horror memories come from the '90s. Like, well, sure, obviously, seen from Dust Till Dawn. I was gonna say, I'm waiting. When is this gonna come like, up? Cause I, it's gonna be I, the rest of the episode. I remember <laughs> showing up late into the theater and being pissed because I missed like the opening dialogue between uh, Benny and Sheriff McGraw. And just like I came in when he went to go take the piss, and then he comes up, and he's like, "Are you fucking signaling them?" I came into that part. Uh-uh. Giving that pig signals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love that movie. I, we talked about that. Uh, I remember. <laughs> I remember going and seeing in the mouth of madness with my dad, and being so scared that I had to fake a stomachache because I wanted to leave the theater, but my dad wouldn't let me go. Dude, Aww. between between that movie and uh, Event Horizon, it made me terrified of Sam Neill for a while. Dude, yeah. But like in the mouth of Matt, like the the cool thing I was weird, I had a weird crush on him too. I thought it, I was, it was something about him. Dude, like, Jurassic Park. He's, he was he's, he held up Jurassic Park. Like he was the best part of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was the mosquito and the amber that held it up for me. That's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just I remember in the yeah, I've seen in the mouth of madness and not really knowing what was going on and just being terrified by what it was. Sutter and, and now going back and looking at it and like seeing that that is. The I'm going to put it out there, one of the most successful mainstream Cthulhu movies ever made. Because hmm. that movie is just straight Cthulhu old gods. Yeah, like it is 100. percent Like that the the terrifying creature beyond our sight, that tunnel scene at the end where it's all chasing him through it. Oh man, it was so. I love that film. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. You know um, which one that really got me it was Anaconda. I saw that one in theaters. Con- yep, yep. And I remember like thinking, this isn't scary. There's no giant snakes in Washington. And then when he ate, the, when the snake ate, what, Owen Wilson? No, I think it was John. It was uh, John Vaughn. Or John Voight. Yeah. Voight. And, and you. you can see like the, the inside hit. Like that was just like, <gasps> that happened. That snake just ate that person. That person I can see from the outside is inside. Oh my gosh. And that's what really got me. Like, I'm, I'm going to sit in my dad's lap right now. <laughs> I remember, I remember the Frighteners in theaters with my dad and just being blown away by it. Um, those practical effects for the time, they're still... Like that in Terminator 2, mm-hmm. those, those well, practical effects are so 
fucking good. Well, we brought it up on the show before. Um, the very next film Peter Jackson did was the Lord of the Rings yeah. trilogy. And yeah. he actually said, he said it in the Frighteners special commentary or whatever. He was like, after this was done, I was like, well, what, what the hell am I going to do with, like, this huge depot of fucking technology? I'm not, I have no, nothing to do for it. And then he was like, oh, shit. Lord of the Rings. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, no, like, The Frighteners, that, like, I, we, I mentioned earlier to you guys, that movie made me like Michael J. Fox. I didn't like uh, Back, to, Back the to the Future. I didn't like Teen Wolf. They just weren't my thing. Mm-hmm. The Frightener was the first film I saw with Michael J. Fox. I was like, I, I really like Michael It was J. definitely Fox. a different turn in his career. Oh, it was great. Like, Jake Busey is fantastic. He's so yes. fucking good as that creepy well, guy. Well, yeah, I think that movie is... is Got a cult following, but I don't think it still gets as much much yeah. recognition as it oh, deserves. Sure. It's it cool. was a lot spookier than I thought it was going to be. Jeremy Combs is terrifying. Oh god, yeah, like the the Reaper chasing him and everything. Yes. Like uh, when he's like reaching into the guy's chest to give him a heart attack in the bathroom. Oh, dude. Yeah. To this day, I am still terrified of Jeremy Combs. Like when he was at uh, was it Crypticon? He's, he's like four years ago. I didn't know. Four years ago was the first time I went to Kiptocon, and I didn't I didn't check out their website or anything. I just went with my parents just to you know check it out. It was yeah. a Saturday, and we turned the corner and Jeremy Combs right there. Of course, my mom is freaking out because he was in a couple Star Trek episodes, and my mom is totally the okay. hardest Trekkie you would ever did meet. And she was just like fangirling over Jeremy Combs, and I'm just like that that frighteners. Nope. Bad dude. Bad dude. <laughs> he just looks like someone who'd be like, I'm going to lick your face now. And he would lick your face. He would. But he his, looks... I'm sure he's the nicest guy in the scary. world. He Agent, was super nice. Yeah. Super nice. Just, well, Agent Dammers was like one of the... like. Well, that was one of the best parts of the movie. He takes and off his shirt and you see all the... Occult. Have you seen the special, oh. the, the extended edition? No. When he actually like... it's So that scene when he shows... Yeah. You know, he's showing off his scars or whatever. That's actually like a four minute scene, and he goes into detail. He like starts pointing at scars and like what it's from. He talks about like living on Spawn Ranch and shit. That's awesome. It's super fun. <laughs> That's all, yeah. No, I, yeah. Candyman. I mean, oh, Candyman. Candy I didn't Man. see until like you know it was way. Who scared the shit on me? I, I think love... I've, I think I've said it on here. I wouldn't piss in the bathroom for like a month. Yeah, Tony Todd is just king. I Me mean, like. Candyman and Wishmaster kind of have like this. Oh yeah, <laughs> they can't like do this dance in my yeah. head where I'm like, which do I like better? Because they're both so, they're so ridiculous and but I don't know. Oh. And then, I mean, we also have probably one. I view them through the, a similar lens. I'm with they're that. not really connected, but it's, it's still I don't know. I mean, we also have like I want to say the '90s was actually I would say a time when horror actually got good acclaim. Like look at the how far the Sixth Sense went. Sixth Sense went. Sixth Sense <laughs> went. <laughs> I hate that goddamn. Yeah, thick thin. Thick, 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 thick. But I mean, like. Well, I think it's just like anything, like any trend, you know, it's just like it has an inception phase and then it has that, it like starts to blossom and become something else. And I think a lot of people were trying to, where it was safe to make that slasher, that franchise kind of vibe, people were still trying to branch out and make it something bigger, like more aggressive. And you. Yeah. You were seeing movies like, you know, Blair Witch Project or like Scream, which was hardcore dedicated to the youth like the MTV generation oh, so yeah. it had that kind of pop and the, like what I loved about Scream was all the it, how self aware it was and all the references it made to the genre and like like callbacks it felt like it was just the perfect modern age horror movie oh, yeah. and I think that's why it stuck so well and it had the good mask and there was some comedy in there and it it, just, it wasn't afraid to poke fun of itself or poke like when the janitor is uh the janitor's named Fred or whatever, yeah, yeah. and he's like sweeping the halls and he's in a fucking Freddy like sweater. That yeah. was fucking great. Yeah. Um, well, I think Scream is one of those that just started that genre in the '90s, where it, 
from now on when things are made you're you compare it to scream it's mm-hmm. just, it just kind of started that whole uh, i mean it, it was in itself just a uh, it was a trend starter yeah it was a trendsetter i think to me it seemed like the the 90s was all about building a franchise for each film like yeah. they intended all of those movies to keep going i think if any like when these decades have like a like a totem i think if we're talking horror anyway oh, yes. i think 80s and you just imagine like I, I will always think of uh, Jason Voorhees cutting through the I Heart New York sign. And that's mm-hmm. always, for some reason, that and Gremlins, when it comes to horror, that just, that's 80s. Yeah. Like 80s, 80s, 80s. Yeah. For 90s, it's, it's fucking, uh, <clears throat> it's Ghostface yep. popping up mm-hmm. with a cell phone. You know, what's, what's, your, what's your favorite <laughs> scary movie? It's like, that's the fucking 90s to me. Yeah. That and um, Dead Alive. Dead Alive. Dead Alive. Yeah. Like, that was super good. I... I remember going back and watching the unrated on that and just being like, what the fuck am I watching? This is just the most insane. But the then, Kung Fu fighting priest, <laughs> the fucking zombie kick ass for the Lord. I will say that <laughs> one of my favorites that I like to watch in the 90s, I will say the first one came out in 89, but all eight other sequels you know, came gonna, out in 90s. Yo, fuck you. We're going to count. Yeah, 89 okay. counts. Puppet yeah, Master. Sure. Puppet Master. Give it up. What? Yep, never seen a Puppet Master. Movie. You need to. Educate yourself. I will. <laughs> You, you heard it. I'll get there. Uh, it, they're amazing. I love them so much. The faculty? The, dude, the faculty it? was fantastic. I'm going like, to cross-check myself real quick. I just blurted that one out. I don't no, even know is. if it came out in the 90s. I want to say it was like 90. I feel like it is. Well, because I just I typed into Google 90s horror films. And 98 or 99. Because came up From Dust Till Dawn was 96. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I was in middle school when yeah. it came out. So I, I want to say faculty was two years later. Yeah. Like... You know, like faculty, um, young John Stewart. Even, even uh, oh shit, yes. Mm-hmm. Or um, Josh, uh, Josh Hartnett. Yeah, Josh Hartnett. Of yeah. uh, Famke Jensen. Fem- yeah, Famke. Yeah. Jensen. Oh, Elijah Femke. Wood. I always Elijah forget Wood. Elijah Wood was in that. Yeah, yeah so tiny. Yeah, <laughs> he still kind of is. He's so. I think tiny. he's like. I think he's like five five or something like that. Like he's yeah. a, like he's a small dude. Yeah, no, that's good though. That's I, cool. Yeah, that movie again. That was another movie that I saw him. I, I instantly liked Elijah Wood from that point on. My dream is to have a picture of Daniel Radcliffe signed by Elijah Wood. All right, that's oh, my. Fuck, yeah. And my I feel dream. like he would do that. I feel like he. Do I think he's done it a lot. <laughs> and and I just want to be one of those people that just adds to it. What I really loved about the nineties, um, is seeing franchises that emerged in the eighties travel into the nineties and how like the trends changed with the times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Child's play. So, child. Well, child's play. Well, and that was like because child's play two popped up in the nineties. Yeah, I think but it was the Chucky came out. Well, like, a good majority 90s. of the Chucky films of the child's play films, I think, were in the nineties. Yeah. And you have a few in the two thousands, like Bride of Chucky. Bride of Chucky, yeah. I think, was ninety nine. The last one they did, and I know we're just kind of all over the place, but um, Seed of Chucky. No, it wasn't Seed of Chucky. It was the, it was a recent one. Fucking. Rebirth of Chucky. You know what? We're going to edit this out. Chucky with the chainsaw. Chucky 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, I did want to bring up at some point is uh, something that I loved in the 90s, which was Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, God, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that was kind of Shit, the cool yes. thing about the Goosebumps the 90s. TV show. Exactly. Like, like, horror, like you guys said off the top, like horror was much more directed at kids during the 90s. Yeah. I mean, Goosebumps were insanely popular. They're coming back. They're, yeah. they're like, just as like, Amber, my wife Amber teaches at a school, and like, Kids are clamoring to get Goosebumps books. I mean, what, Fear Street was R.L. Stein's old Dude, movie. I remember reading that shit yeah. in fucking middle school. <laughs> no, but I, I just... Thinking about it like that, like, it's just incredible to me how saturated with the 90s, like, horror and slashers and creature features were that I haven't seen it a whole lot in the 2000s. Like, I remember I used to buy Fangoria magazines, like, every week. So yeah. maybe it's still there, 
but there was there, I feel like there was a quality to to '90s horror flicks where it was like you it never took itself too seriously. It's kind of like you use that in the same term as the '80s. It's like it's like a '90s horror flick. You know, it's yeah. like it's fun. It's inherently fun. You can watch somebody get chopped up and still find a way to laugh about it. Whereas you watch movies nowadays, it's like it's all dark and gritty. It's well, like we want like to we want to get under your skin and really like. So here's like it's a, all stupid a ghost shit, like James yeah. Wan fucking everything up and all that kind of stuff. Well, they all like they're trying to do psychological horrors and not it's being lazy. successful about it either. And real and I I feel like you know being the old man like you know goddamn kids just relying on CG these days lazy well, fucks. Even then, like I'm the only saw I've seen is the first one. I didn't have any interest to see the the others. Hostel, never cared to see. Uh, what's the one about uh, the, the the paranormal activity? That looked dumb as shit. Oh, I love like, it. Uh, but that's what I mean. Like, I look at all this stuff. <laughs> the third from, like, one was so fucking good. I look at all this stuff from the 2000s and I'm just like, this just looks dumb. And like, I don't, what, where's the appeal? I, I admit, I've seen all the saws because it was like, it, it was kind of, I compared it to an ex-boyfriend. Like every once in a while, you just got Facebook the name. And so I just no, kind of checked back it. in. I First saw was great. First, the ending shocked me. I was like, "Whoa!" Hey. I liked it until Cary Grant got his accent back, and then I lost me. Yeah, it was. I was okay, but that's that's the Nazis. We can't we can't be talking about that. That's a whole nother episode. It is. Um, but no, I mean, to me, it seemed like the big things that kind of came out of the '90s were you you saw the established franchises trying to push stuff. You had Scream. I think Scream Two came out. Uh, you had to know what it, I know what you did last summer and however fucking yeah. five and, that and, led uh, to. Jeffrey Combs was in that one too. Yeah. You had Urban Legend. I think the that came, what I think that made three or four films. Yeah. Halloween came back with Halloween H two. And that was when I, earlier I was talking about watching these uh, these fucking franchises coming into yeah. you know, the nineties. Halloween uh, Halloween H two O. That was a West prime Craven's example. New Nightmare. Yep. Dude, tell me that New Nightmare wasn't like a, a breath of a breath of fresh air for that that franchise. Oh, because you were coming off what Freddy's Dead. Yeah. Or the Nightmare Child or whatever it was. It was... Like, it had gone to the campiness that had taken over for Nightmare Cherry on, on Top. Like, I, then, it just came on Netflix, so I recently rewatched it. And it was just oh. kind of like... It, it was just... It rounded out everything. It was a new aspect on it. On well, Friday. it was terrifying again. Cause yeah. I, like, let's be real. After, like... Dream Warriors is not fucking scary. No. Dream Warriors is campy. It's stupid. It's a fun film. I love Dream Warriors. It's not a horror film to an extent. Right. Like, yeah, it is. But like, new, it, fits, like, it fits in the franchise, but but new nightmare when those fucking claws came out when he's driving. Oh my god, that was mm-hmm. terrifying as fuck. Yeah, because you're like, not sleeping, like you can't stop exactly. him now. Like, I just thought it was a really well done twist on it. I mean, meta as fuck. Too. It was, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Tales from the Crypt. You had two Tales from the Crypt movies come out in the nineties. Yeah, you had Demon Knight and you had Bordello of Blood. Both fantastic movies. Now, Bordello of Blood, that was one with Dennis Miller. And, yeah, it is, where he uh, fights De- the vampire. Yeah, and Demon Knights was Billy Zane. Billy Zane and Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, right. my God. Right. Both super solid. Uh, Demon Knight's by far the better one. Demon Knight is far and above. Like, great, great film. Like, it's legitly a good horror movie. Bordello of Blood is a lot of fun, and it's mm-hmm. campy. But it's also, like, there's a lot of boobies in it. Well, there's a lot of boobies in uh, Demon Knight, too. Well, I don't, I think, like... Uncle Willie's. Um, I think... <laughs> When we talk about the, these franchises, it's not it's not as apparent as it is in H two O, because that movie got a complete overhaul. Where you saw like the MTV influence in it exactly, now, where it's yeah. like you had hip bands like like pro- contributing to the soundtrack. Here you had comes, LL Cool J. LL Cool J was <laughs> one of the main. Ca- Josh Hart in it. Michelle Williams when they were young and yeah. up and coming, and it but it still worked. You know, it's yeah. still like I I think honestly H two O is one of my favorites in the whole franchise. It's a great one. I would say it also and his mask looks super fucking cool in that one. I would say the 90s, for me, 
solidified or, or kind of pumped out a lot of good horror comedies. Like, not f- yeah. movies that were, like, they're funny because they're bad, but they're, like, you had idle hands. Oh, yes. Idle hands is fucking great. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Oh, I uh, fucking love that movie. Lake Placid? Lake Placid was hmm. funny. I saw that. I remember I saw that movie with my aunt, and I slept on their, their I was in Oregon, and my aunt went and saw it with me, and I was sleeping on their, like, futon, mm-hmm. and my back hurt so bad from sleeping on it that I basically had to, like, lay down in the theater to watch it because it hurt. And I loved every second of it. I, I like almost forgot about my back pain watching like Placid. It is such a fun, fun film. It's yeah. good. It's not one of my favorites, but it's good. Oh, um, it's how 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 is it not one of your favorites? You kind of started the the lake trend because because it's not one of my favorites. Bruh, so fucking rad. I don't know. In the same way that you thought From Hell was dumb, I, was, I fell asleep and said it was dumb. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I mean that kind twice. of implies that you thought it was. <laughs> yeah, dumb, I mean, so. a, well, I just fell asleep. I could have been tired. I honestly don't remember. I rented it, so I mean, I wanted to see it. Uh, I'm also like, there was quite a bit of remakes too. I mean, you had House on Haunted Hill, The Haunting, Body Snatchers, Night of the Living Dead came out. So mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. You just it. The '90s did some cool shit. It's like, like I said, every genre kind of, or every genre, every era, every every era does its, you know, its special films. It has that that totem that carries the genre into the next year. I think personally. I think the indie the indie scene is what's keeping the horror genre alive. Well, um, now because they have a, yeah. a new fresh outlook mm-hmm. on, on you horror. You have new things that are coming out that are like challenging and yeah. not just like not the Eli Roth. It's not of, like, Conjuring oh, Two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I would but. gladly pay and have the people from the monster get more credit than the Conjuring Two or the Conjuring Three or whatever the fuck is coming out after this garbage. I just love or the Annabelle, nun. Annabelle, Annabelle Two, Five, Annabelle Nine. I love the nun from the Conjuring so much. She didn't do shit. I know. She just appeared so and looked creepy. She just looked as fuck. creepy. Yeah. I just, I just, I, I want to have a music video with the nun is set to the the, the me and you and you and me, so, like, <laughs> like just dancing through and frolicking. The nun. T- to me is she's like the horror horror Boba Fett where she doesn't do shit in the films absolutely fucking nothing but, but people cool. just fucking love it mm-hmm. Boba Fett in the movies is fucking terrible there's a there's a VR experience for the conjuring I don't know if you ever no, want to try it out I'm, I don't I don't the conjuring was garbage I don't want to watch any other conjuring film I don't want to see anything else with that franchise Wait, you didn't like the first con I never saw the first conjuring never saw it because it looks stupid as shit Oh, the first one. A lot great. of that stuff just looks repetitive. The second one was boring. awful. I hated the second one. The first one was so good. Yeah, and that's no. why. That's the only reason I watched the second. I don't. I, I just watched it because we said we were going to. Because uh, <laughs> it was homework. Yeah, that's the reason I watched it. But uh, it's just kind of one of those things. Like I have a, from dust to dawn. It's stupid. Well, no, I have a very. I know what I like. <laughs> like I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to waste my money on things I don't think look good. Like I'm not going to waste my time it's, either. It's not often that I'm surprised. You know what I mean? Like, like a lot of times, if I'm like, that looks fucking stupid. Most of the time, no, it's stupid. <laughs> I was right. I, I, I know what I'm going to like, and so if it's something within that wheelhouse, I'll, I mean, I'll take risks. Like, I, I took a risk with Black Coat's daughter, and it paid off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, very often, I'm very... If, if What We Do in the Shadows, that was another one what that we surprised do in the shadows me. is great. That ended up being, like, one of my favorite horror comedies that's oh, ever been Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, like, the 90s, I, I feel like it doesn't get enough credit. I really don't. I feel like everyone just talks about how awesome the 80s were, and I'm excited for like when it's 2020 and people start pulling from the 90s again <laughs> and we have these like these love letters to the 90s again cuz mm-hmm. think about it i mean we love beyond the gate yeah. beyond the gate I mean, gates gates gate you know 
<laughs> one it, gate. That movie Just is one. straight up an '80s throwback love letter. Okay, we well, talked about it. Like, well, what? Er, I mean, Event Horizon. Event okay. Horizon was so ahead of its time, in my opinion. And now, I mean, we've talked about two different movies. Baskin, ba- yeah, Baskin and The Void yeah. that are clearly. I mean, it's like obviously a little '80s well, saturated, life. but life and life. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. You haven't seen that. Yet. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't feel right dropping as a reference if I haven't seen it. Yeah. But I will watch it. I dig it. I understand that. I will for sure watch so it. I, I think the '90s. Like I said, I don't think it gets enough credit for what it did. Um, I, I think there are, there are some terrible stuff in it. Let's not. We're not going to act like it's all roses. Like there's there's some stinkers in there, and there's a lot of stinkers in the '80s too. But I, I just thought it'd be kind of for me. Get out of your house. <laughs> I, I, just, I thought it'd be cool to talk about like other genres of horror that aren't the '80s, because and highlight some of the cool stuff. And so we need to be coming back here in a in a you know a few episodes. We're going to '70s. We'll do the '70s. We'll do the '60s. I mean, we could talk about the 2000s already too, and just mm-hmm. shit all I over. I did it. go to YouTube and type in the very first movie horror movie ever made, and it's like a few minutes long, and YouTube has it, and that's the first horror film or ever made. It's silent movie. The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, or I think it was before that. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and that one, that one was hipster as fuck. So, um, <laughs> let us know what your favorite '90s horror movie is. Mine's from Dustal Dawn, and if it's not from Dustal Dawn, go fuck yourself. I'm just gonna <laughs> that right now. Lord, uh, I, mean, I need to make you that T-shirt. I told my boss that I was like, "Yeah, my favorite movie's from Dustal Dawn." He's like, "How?" I was like, "What do you mean how?" <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand the question. <laughs> For me, I would say Scream, one hundred, like one hundred percent. But from Dustal Dawn is a close second. From Dustal Dawn is just. Yeah, and Event Horizon. Like, if I was doing a top five, yeah. those three would yeah. be in there for sure. But Cube. I'm just going to go with Cube. Cube's really fucking good, and I'm super stoked you brought that up. It, that movie doesn't get talked about a I lot. I saw it on the list. I just didn't add it because I've never seen it. So yeah, I, I made a list, everybody, of, of different movies as talking points, and it's all the things I saw. Like, we didn't bring up It. That, that came out in the 90s. Oh, yeah, it's true. No? We're going to be seeing that in September. Um, we are. Because, you know, uh, I, I have a fatuation with Pennywise. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, shit. I do. I love it. Who the fuck? Do I want to cuddle with Pennywise? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> is it that or Tim Curry? I do want to cuddle with Tim Curry, too. Look at the stroke. I don't know if it'd be... No, I just sit on his that. lap in the wheelchair. Okay. It's okay. I don't want to be rude to Tim Curry, but I don't think he's doing a whole lot of cuddling right now. I don't care. I'm pretty I sure he's Little Spoon. Want to rub my face on his face. Right, go for it. Uh, but yeah, let us know what your favorite 90s horror movie is. Like... I really want to know. Like we, we barely touched upon Cemetery Man. That came out in the nineties. Fuck. That movie's fucking nuts. That movie's that brilliant. Movie's goddamn crazy. It's brilliant. It's, it's great. But I mean, yes. so let us know. I want to. We want to know what your favorite movies were. What were some of the movies that you thought sucked? I mean, I, we're down to talk about that too. Uh, you can do that on Facebook and Twitter at Podcast Massacre. On Instagram at Podcast underscore Massacre. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys because that's kind of our bread and butter of this. We do this because we we love to geek out about this kind of stuff just as much as you guys do. Uh, if you can head on over the uh, face, nope, iTunes, that's the one, and uh, let us give us a five star review. Uh, if you aren't subscribed to us, subscribe to us there. That would be super dope. Uh, let's just let us know how we're doing. It's been a year. Uh, we are going to sit down and kind of have a talk about where we want to go with this next year and maybe do some, not necessarily revamping of the show, but some minor tweaks of things that we liked and things we didn't like. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a whole, whole year that you've been listening to us do this whole inspiel. So, uh, thank you again from, from me and I, I'm assuming the rest of everybody sitting eh. at this table. Um, I moderately care about everyone yeah. listening. Eh. I, I want to say thank you for sticking it out with us for a year. I hope you guys still get as much enjoyment from these episodes as you did from the first couple. And we will be ne- back next week. I can't talk now, but uh, who's up? Cross, Cross is down. down. Later.
Do you love pizza? Do you love brothers? Then you'll love the Pizza Bros Podcast. The Pizza Bros Podcast is a weekly show where two brothers discuss all things pizza. Pizza snacks. Pizza fashion. Pizza tech. Pizza history. And don't forget the epic Saucy 16. We review pizza from local restaurants in the Pacific Northwest. And let you know if it's worth your time and money. Each episode is only about 13 to 30 minutes. So it won't take up most of your day. Served up hot and fresh every Wednesday. The Pizza Bros Podcast. Wherever podcasts are sold. We don't sell our podcast. Bells will ring, tingling, tingling, as a bell ring, moray. Tickety-tay, tickety-tay.